0: Welcome to the Move With Tank podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Tansini. He is a doctor of physical therapy, owner of ground to overhead physical therapy, a strength and conditioning coach, former college athlete, four time CrossFit regional athlete, and a national level Olympic weightlifter. On the show, he will cover ways for active individuals and athletes, just like you, to stay healthy and improve their performance without the need of surgery, injections, and pain medication. If you ever have any questions for Dr. Tancini, which you would like answered, send over an email or message through Instagram at Dr. Tank underscore DPT. So without further ado, here's your host, Dr.
1: Tank. What's up, everybody? Dr. Tancini, Dr. Tank here. Thank you for joining us today. I've got a Pretty awesome dude on the uh, show today. He's super strong and uh, tons of athletes thrive in the uh, sport of Olympic weightlifting here in the Triangle. And I uh, was chatting with him earlier and uh, told him, "Man, man, I've been I, I'm seeing him around meets and seeing what he's been doing for everyone uh, for quite a few years. So I'm glad I are finally able to link up. And his uh, name's John Smith, but he goes by uh, Smitty. And uh, Smitty, man, thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us today on the Move with Tech podcast." Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Hey, man, definitely. So, yeah, man, so now everyone, Smitty, he's a high school teacher. He is also a Olympic weightlifting coach. And uh, I can do a intro for him, but Smitty, no one can can, can do a better intro than you. So uh, can can you tell everyone a little bit to either uh, talk or even listen to that?
0: You said so about myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um well, like you said, I'm a high school PE teacher. I've been teaching since two thousand and eight. Yes. Yeah, all right. Two thousand and eight. I'm um high school coach. I've coached football, women's basketball, track. I've been in the strength training pretty much since you we know, all I graduated. I was C S C certified coming out of college. I've done a weight program at most of the schools that I've been at are in some shape or form. As we were talking before we started, the current regime doesn't put me in charge of it right now. It doesn't make any sense, but it is what it is. Got into CrossFit about 2013, which really kind of led me into a Olympic weightlifting. So I've been coaching. I was a CrossFit coach from starting about 2015. I don't know if my cert expired by now or not. I keep getting emails because of the pandemic. Certified USAW in 2016, and I started my club from there. So I just been moving from there. Awesome, man. So, uh, and then, yep, also left, like I said, I got back into it kind of with when I started CrossFit. I had kind of taken a I played college football also, and after I got done playing football, I was just burnt out with, the day-in, day-out grind of doing everything. So I just kind of basically did your plan of fitness, gym, bro, routine for a little while, some speed training on the side. And about 2010, 20, 2011, 20, I was like, all right, let me get back into some squats and deadlifts and cleans, some snatches. But I've been away from so long. I was like, all right, I should probably find me a coach to make sure i don't screw this up. And that's how I got into CrossFit. I actually started doing CrossFit at a uh, CrossFit RTP. Yep, late. Yeah. I had a lot of respect for him. He was a really good coach. So kind of got back into it through that. And I you know, just kind of moved on from there. So I've been all right with it. Being an old guy getting into it late. I missed all my glory years. So i to do yeah. that to maintain. Hey, man, how old are you? I just turned 38
1: Monday. Oh, man, no. Happy birthday. <laughs> Appreciate it. Dude, third day is sick for y'all. Tell my joints that. <laughs> You're crushing it in the, I'm
0: um, all masters A division now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing all right in the master division. I got to stay two steps ahead of the incoming guys. I was looking at the numbers that are coming in. I was like, God, I got to put another 20K on. I'm going to make the guys come in next year. it's <laughs> uh, nice, man. So uh, uh, where'd you play uh, ball at? So I played football at uh, Grand Valley State University, a so Division II school up in Michigan. Played defensive back up there. You know, we it's pretty good. So I played I was a part of three national champ, four national championship teams. Nice, dude. That's awesome. Not not many people could ever say that. No, no. So I was blessed to be around a lot of great athletes on that team. That so I can say I was part of it. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, uh, that's awesome. So yeah, I mean, everyone listening now, like I mean, uh, Smitty he's he's a heck of an athlete, man. I mean full gap <laughs> watch him lift, watch him move. And uh, man, like thirty eight young and this dude is super strong and uh he'll well and you know, like I've been blessed to work with a few of his athletes and like being able to look at their programs and see what he's giving them and like man, it's it's really awesome stuff. And he'll uh, like there their numbers show up. They keep on going up and they keep on making progress. And uh, yeah, so uh, it's awesome. And then, but, so, man, the whole story of playing college sports, getting a little bit burnt out and then finding CrossFit, man, was uh, exactly what I did. Exactly. Yeah. So, man, I played baseball in college and, uh, man, afterwards, I was just so burnt out. I did the uh, the whole, like, bodybuilding routine. And then I just, what is something more? Like I got into CrossFit and like, I was still burnt out from like competition, but it was fun. So I did it. And then uh, about a year in, I was like, like, maybe I'll start doing this competition thing again.
0: And, uh, but uh, man, I said, so like, how did you gravitate towards more of the barbell side of it? Well, because of the competition piece, like I never was burnt out on the competition part. Like I was always finding little things to do to stay competitive. Like I did competitive black football for couple of years like we would go around to different tournaments and throughout the country and do that. So once I got into CrossFit, like I said, I really want to just work on my Olympic lifting at that point. But I was like, all right, I'll do this CrossFit thing. There's a bunch of new stuff for me to kind of learn and figure out. So I was like, all right. But after a while I was like, all right, what is the end goal here with CrossFit? Like you you can't there's not enough time in the day during the week to really get good at all these movements. You know, and the competitions were so far and few in between. I was like, all right, I, I don't really care about beating the same people at 4.30 on the whiteboard day in and day out. Yeah, but that reminds me too much of training camp. So I left it. Lifted. I was like, all right, there's a few movements that you got to focus in to get better. There's measurable progress that can be seen over a few weeks, and there's competitions that I can do more readily. There's national goals. There's that. So I was like, it just kind of, Spoke to me more of who I am as a person and athlete, so it's pretty much how I just kind of gravitated towards it. Like I said, the the day in day out grind of doing the same stuff for CrossFit with no real end goal, I was like out of it. Just didn't speak to me as much. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, hey, and
1: weightlifting, I know for me personally, man, it's like an art. It's, it's like you can never get perfect, and, and it's just there's always something you need to be working on. To, to like, fuck you up. even I mean, as like, you, you live long enough and adding a kilo
0: it is like a pretty awesome thing. Yeah, that's right. I try to tell my athletes that all the time. They're like, well, I haven't would in like eight months. I'm like, yeah, but your technique is light years from what it was. Like, removing 85 to 90%, like, it's nothing. I'm like, y'all know, you got to understand how this game worked, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Man, it was, man, I'll tell you, in 2017, I was just like, a little bit. That's that's when I started my practice and had a bunch going on. I had too much going on. I was a little bit burnt out from the competition again, and and man, so to like, and then I had some like movement faults that I had to fix that had, had kind of like plateaued me in the like the like the snatch, clean, jerk, my squat, and man, from seventeen, I like cut back all my numbers, really just worked mechanically, and then like now I'm starting to bear the fruit. So you know like. Almost five years later, I'm starting to pass some of those old numbers out on that I was hitting back then. Which is hard for someone like you can see that, like I can see that, but someone like an individual who I work with who's in their club who's maybe been with now for a year and a half. Yeah. Like 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 some of those new games are gone and, and, and they put them in the work and be like, Okay, like you're you're not gonna hit your best numbers every time you step on the platform. Right. But it's that constant goal of showing up, sharpening the axe, sharpening the iron to then get that little bit better so that maybe you can go out there instead of 280 totally,
0: maybe you hit 282 and it's like, yeah. And it's hard for a lot of those newbies, especially when, when you finally really get a coach and somebody who's going to be on top of you and you're like, hey, Yeah, I know you can hit this, but if you don't hit it with proper form and technique, I'm not going to let you take the lift. Because I'm like, if our goal is to repeat, like you have to do it at a certain standard. Because if you don't, it don't count. And then, too, just from a safety perspective, my whole goal is to keep you healthy as an athlete. All right, it does us no good to hit this lift and then can't lift again for three months. Yeah. All right, cool. We've hit this number once in a blue moon and now we set back three months. Now we got to scale back another 30 key. I'm like, you got to play the long game. Like yeah, it's not about these numbers to post for Instagram. I'm trying to get you somewhere that you say you want to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And in, and in weightlifting, that's maybe one or one or two competitions a year. That really matter. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So now like, how do you walk athletes uh, through that? You know, as a coach, you know that can be pretty pretty challenging. So, like, how do you balance out the athlete's I guess own ego with being able to take that step back and uh, trust the process?
0: I've been very lucky to have, for the most part, athletes that aren't very egotistical. The ones that tend to have a bit more ego. I just gotta, Sometimes you just got to let them kind of fly and let them fall so they can see the faults. And then, like, look, the program works if you stick to it. They'll push against you a little bit. And then you're like, look, I'm not changing what I'm doing. (laughs) Stick to the plan if you want to be successful. And then at the end, they're like, oh, well, I just hit this. I hit that. I'm like, tell me why I'm not surprised. I'm like, I understand this because. I wrote the program. Like, just stick to the program. Yep. Every program will work if you stick to it. If you constantly go on programs, program, is when you end up not getting to where you want to get to.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and that's what athletes tend to get hurt. Yeah. Because uh, uh, as you know, like, you as the programmer in the coach, if you're looking at training volume and training load and wraps that X amount of kilos and all those things. And when someone goes off, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm jumping to do this over here. You know, they need to spike that training load up so much that it just sets them out of balance with what their body can actually power.
0: Yeah. it right. Happens all the time. Like, oh, I, I felt good. So I went for a one rep. I was like, I had you programmed to go to 78%. Like this, it's not even close. It's like, yes, you should have felt good at 78%. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, man. So, uh, do you know what uh, Donnie tells list? I do not. So, uh, you ever heard of body temporary? the big like rolling s- steel pipes over here yeah there's so, a so he's the one that created that so, so uh, took the donny thompson bow tie and then you have like the don thompson those like fat bells from Rogue. you put your hand in the inside he's a but he's he was mr 3000 was his name and uh, he was a power lifter and uh, he had a 3000 pound total so he squats some like 40 or 1500 pounds and dude, you, dude he's like he's like the size he He's like probably five foot six or like five foot seven, I think. And probably two or three wide of me. Uh, dude, he's <laughs> this short and wide and super awesome guy. But I had a, a opportunity to go to one of the seminars back shoot in 2016. And uh, one of the things that stuck out to me was like, he was talking about training and talking about the fact that like he can't know if remember vividly the last time he missed a lift and it was almost a decade. And uh, he preaches to all his athletes, like, "Hey, like training is to train, and you're missing a lift. Something broke down, and you're training the wrong thing. So, like, when it's time to compete, that's when we push it for those maxes. But in training, like, you should not miss many lifts whatsoever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, one hundred percent agree. Like, I tell my athletes, I'm like, look. Unless there was a technical issue that you had that caused you to miss, we shouldn't really be missing. There'll be a couple points during our program where we're kind of peaking where I'm like, all right, I know you're probably going to have some technical breakdowns here just because of where you are in the sport of Olympic weightlifting. if you're in the first five years, you're still a beginner. So you're still going to have some issues above 90% just because you're still not technically sound enough to take those lifts consistently. All right. I'm on okay. some people who have full time jobs. I'm fully aware of this. Like you come in at 430 after working all day. You might be fried just from that, you know, but the majority of our work that we do, you should. miss. like if you're missing, I'm like, all right, are you stressed? Are you tired? What are you doing? What's the issue? We shouldn't be missing these whips that have been prescribed for you. Because I'm like, well, well, we get the competition. Well, I had the confidence, like I can make these lists like missing does nothing for
1: it. yeah yeah man, man, you're, And you're in your spot on minute you just brought up such a huge part of like like the fact that performance is such a multifaceted and multi-real thing it's like dealing with people that other other things in life like maybe they don't sleep well like like maybe maybe diet's all day like maybe they're super stressed out and they just found out that their the dog's were about to die. And then, then in a sport like Olympic wave, like it's so neurological. Yeah. And it, like You have got to be so locked into what you're doing. And if there's another stressor in there, like it can throw you off. And then like you you'd have to work the
0: day of your uh cycle. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm fady. Okay. So the first thing I ask all my athletes as soon as I step in the door, how you feeling? Five. Number one question I ask everybody, physically, mentally, emotionally, all those things play a factor. I'm like, all right, if you had a rough day, I'm like, all right, well, let's see how you do during warm. Let's see if we need to lower the weight. I've got percents written in. I'm like, but at the end of the day, everything is variable day to day, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely, man. So now, now you run Barbell and springs, And so I I
0: always wondered, how'd you come up with that (laughs) name? So... When I first got into this, I really got into it because a couple of students at my high school asked me to start up a weightlifting club at the high school. I was like, all right, sure. I'm interested. Why not? So the first club was, let me not say, it is the first name and the name because I still kind of run it at the school depending on the year and how many people are interested. I came up with my star barbell club, okay. space stamps, all that. Yeah. So. Went to my first show Nationals with a couple of athletes. And I was like, all right, let me see if I can move this into the CrossFit gym. When was that embarked? So, you know, we did. I'm doing that. I'm like, all right, I need a better name. I didn't want to deal with the trademark thing with Monsters. like, all right, that's going to be an issue. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, what's something I can market? I was like, all right. At the time, it was about three or four people in my club. I was like, all right, well, I don't know. It's sprinkles when we get a PR. I was like, barbells. I'm like, barbells and Sprinkles. Nice. I was like, all right. Like, I can roll with that. I can market that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was written yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. I mean, me, me, me definitely sticks. Like, you like, well, you hear it once and you're like, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I'm so I just trying to think of something that I knew would, you know, come up and stick and would be recognizable, you know?
1: Yeah. And then uh, that's awesome. So like now COVID threw us all for a major curveball, right? So during the pandemic, you know, what were some ways which you were able to kind of still work with athletes and help athletes through that process? Because I mean, you were, you're impacted on so many different levels as a teacher and a and a coach. Yeah.
0: Again, I'm lucky enough where a lot of my excuse me, a lot of the club that, that stuck with me either had access to plates already. I lent out a couple of sets. We already have a process in place where, you know, if my athletes miss a day or if they have to come in on an off time when I'm not there, that they video when they send video. So that kind of was already in place, but just the, you know, the motivating piece and being able to hands on correct was obviously a very difficult thing. I'm all I'm still in envy of coaches that do strictly online coaching. I'm like, I really don't understand how you are able to correct an athlete appropriately online through video. Like I don't care if it's live or not. Like that kinesthetic feedback that a lot of people need, you just can't give. Yeah. I can tell you all day all the words of you like, I don't know. You know, but I can physically put you in a position. You'd be like, oh, okay, now I get, now I understand. So, yeah, that was the biggest piece, especially with some of my youth athletes. I got set back about three months with some of those because they were so new and just, it's like, there's, there's no words i there to tell this child or their parent that's going to help them. Yeah. You know, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it made, like, especially with the youth athletes, he's like one, a uh, youth dad week has no idea where their body's at in uh, space huh. at all. They're all like, they're all wobbly. They're super mobile. They, they have trouble squatting. They have trouble like pressing. They have, you know, trouble just with all these kind of like, basic athletic moves. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in something as complex as the snatch. It's like, okay, we need you. And we need you to try and get these positions. And then we be like, I have no idea what you're talking. Yep. And man, so yeah, yeah. I mean, mean that do, do I get that? And uh, coaching people. So I've worked with some athletes uh, in like telehealth through through like different country or uh, different states. uh, Like though, like in, in coaching someone on video and getting them the cues. So it's actually just like you said, man. It's it's a little bit challenging because you can't one you can't correct them and live them and and you can't actually try these different tactile cues and like these like different things you can you can test out on the spot
0: you yeah. know
1: get the result quickly
0: And another thing that i had problems with is athletes only one to send you the videos that look the best that look good so you see i'm seeing videos i'm like oh you're doing fantastic you're doing great i'm just keep popping up the numbers I'm like well i'm over here dying i was like not according to these videos you're sending yeah yeah this video said you were doing great. I suggest you send other videos if you want me to have an accurate thought process about how your training going.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, and, and uh, that's like uh, you see a lot of people on Instagram, right? And like Instagram is the highlight reel of everybody's life, right? So they uh, see all these athletes like hitting up with like huge, huge numbers, and they don't see ninety nine percent of everything that took to get there. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, so, I mean you. You've probably seen it. Like someone will, will sit there and try wait 15 times and they'll
0: finally hit it. And then that's the video that they put yes. in. Um, and I don't even let my athletes go over after three misses. I'm like, move on. We're not doing this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you do in your own personal training? Three misses. Three misses, Yeah, Yeah, I treat it just like a meat, You know, if that's our goal. When you get to a meet, you get three. Yeah. That's it. Hey, man, that's that's
1: what's so cool about it, man. It, it's like, man, when I, so, so I, I came from baseball and like going up the bat, it w- was like, you've entered this team sport, but it's a very individual encounter, right? So it's you, first that pitcher, and it's okay, like, somebody's gonna, gonna win here and it's gonna, gonna be big. And then you go into weightlifting, it's throwing the weight at you, but like, you're competing against gravity. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay, your is gonna, gonna win this, like, like, you got this three th- three people sitting in front of you, you got three shots, make it happen. So, yeah, yeah, man. So, uh, dude, uh, that's awesome. So, like, now, as you worked through the pandemic and started, athletes started coming back in and started getting more uh, comfortable with it on the platform, like, what are some of the biggest issues that you ran into with athletes
0: trying to jump back in? For my athletes that weren't as motivated uh, during the pandemic, for whatever reason, just trying to figure out what to start them off at. You know, we were lucky enough where most of my guys really didn't fall off too bad. We found some loopholes in the COVID regulations early, so we were you know able to get back into the gym fairly early. So I think we were only out for six or seven weeks because weightlifting. They had something with weight room in there that if you were either sponsored or something, blah, 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 but we found a loophole. So we got back in, but really quickly. So it didn't really hit us as hard as a lot of other, I guess, but just trying to get some of those guys that didn't have the motivation because they were sitting in the house and working from home just trying to figure out where they should be at right now versus where they were.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. So, like, now have you seen any of your athletes kind of like try to come back and jump straight back into their old old numbers and before it breaks down, they try and do too too much, a little bit too soon? No, no, it's good.
0: My athletes are pretty good with that. You know, I've got a lot of female athletes for the most part from our club, so they are very in tune and will definitely tell me if you know it's going too much like hey i need to scale this back a little bit it's a little bit different with some of the newer people as they come in again i don't know what they were doing during the pandemic yeah i definitely will sometimes question numbers that they say they've hit i'm like um you hit this when i did about like six eight months ago i was like Like, with somebody watching you in kilos, like, (laughs) the way you move in this percentage right now, I I find this hard to believe. So that's one of the things with those newer guys or newer athletes coming in sometimes, trying to figure out, all right, what did you do during the pandemic? Are these numbers factual? Are they accurate? That kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So now, like, when that new athlete comes into you and, and they give you those numbers, like, do you develop like kind of, kind of like a trait max that you go off of or do you uh, just let them base themselves off those numbers? And then then like when you get to the end of that first block, then you agree, re- I'm reset.
0: Yeah, I normally just go off of what they tell me. I'll trust you until I see otherwise. And after that first block, I'm like, all right, we'll back down here. We'll move back here or we'll, we'll up a little bit on this one. It just kind of depends. It's really a a case by case basis that I kind of run it with, but no. As soon as they, when they get in, I'll ask them for whatever numbers they got, and you know, was like, hey, if they're within the last six to eight months, you know, we'll go with it. We'll see how it goes.
1: Awesome, go. man. So, so so then, man, you put so much time into helping others, both in school and in the weight room, and like like I know, I mean, running a barbell club like takes a lot of time. And programming itself and coaching takes a whole bunch of time. So, like, why do you do it, man? So, so, what's your mission behind, like, running your uh, barbell up? I just want to
0: see people succeed, man. Like, I think it's, well, part of it, one, is being a strength and conditioning guy since, again, coming from football, all of that, being a high school coach, PE teacher. I think it's a great avenue for a lot of these high school kids to get to the next level. Regardless of what sports you're going to play, you're going to end up in the weight room. You're going to end up doing these lifts. So if I can open this up and get this to that population, it's only going to better them. It's only going to better the sport of Weight lift that everybody wins. As far as my adults, a lot of the adults I get into it, Either word form of athletes or just looking to do something different, and with them again, I just want them to be able to move their best, feel their best, and I'm a competitive guy, so I try to push them into even the local comp just to do something you didn't think you would be able to do. It's just a different feeling to be up on that stage, you against the barbell, and just put heavy weight above your head. It's it's a feeling like nothing else.
1: Definitely is. Dude is such an adrenaline rush. I mean, I lifted in my first meet in 2018 and like, man, probably for the, man. So I, I, I was probably for the last like five years prior to that. People have been telling me, hey, why don't you do it? A, 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 like, oh man, I can lift max out in training and it's so whatever. And then I went and I helped uh, my wife at, at her first meet. And then I, uh, do you know Gavin? Yeah, so Gavin was like helping her. they like helping me and helping her like count He was like I wasn't familiar with like how to really count and, and going through and, and going through that meet with her, I was like, this is, this is pretty awesome. And then I was, I, I was left with it, but I, I didn't understand like how the meets worked. And uh, and then when I did my first meet, I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm gonna I gotta gotta keep on doing this. Yeah. So it's yeah. So so like everyone listening like. Did, if you're sitting at out and you're like, man, I can just max out on the platform at the gym. It's different. Like you got, you have to get the pressure of, Hey, you got three, th- three lifts. And, and if you miss this weight, you can't drop back that. And and if you want to try it again without going up, you got about two minutes and get your stuff together and go and go and it again. <laughs> so, uh, and then you throw in the mix of somebody like you're planning on the certain lift and, and you're supposed to be like two lifts out. And that person in front of you that all of a sudden bumps down. Yeah. Showtime. And uh, being able to manage that and manage those like quick changes. But uh, so, so so for you, so whatever, uh, so you were just at youth nationals, right? And not
0: yes. And so how'd that go for you and your athletes? And it went really well. I'd say two girls on there. One competed in the thirteen and under sixty four plus category. She took bronze across the board. First, they did the virtual nationals last year at the end of twenty twenty. I don't really count that because it wasn't in person, but it was still a national meet. But so her first in person meet, she took bronze across the board, which is really good for her. She's been with me probably is it two years? Be two years this year, is that right? two years, so she's still really, really new to it, but that was really good for her, and then I had a girl compete in fourteen to 15 age range in the 50 brands, 55K, and she took fifth overall, which is still really good. I mean, she PR'd across the board, and in that 55 class with the girls, stack. stacked. Three of the top 10 lifters for the weekend for youth nationals were in that class. Really? In that session. Yeah, it was insane. I think the top girl cleaning jerk, 102, she cleaned it. I don't know if she made the jerk, but she was over 100. That's awesome. Oh my God. It was insane. <laughs> but it was really good. It
1: went really well for us. That. uh, uh, that's awesome. Then, uh, are you planning on going to any of the uh, other favorite uh, meets coming up?
0: What do we got? We only got AO finals left. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Masters Pan Am's. I'm not going to Masters Pan Am's. Be out of town for that one. But there's AO finals left. I think I might have one person. No, I'm sorry. There's AO2. I forgot about the AO2. Yeah. Over oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've got one. To I've got one that's definitely going. I gotta wait to see how the schedule plays out. Um to see when I can try to get down there with him. But then there's the AL finals. I got a guy that just started with me that I don't know. I said he's been with me for about five or six weeks. He was doing CrossFit for a while. He's been I mean, he was an Olympic lifter before. He yeah. took some time out to do CrossFit and came back to lifting. He's a eighty eighty one, eighty nine, he's an eighty nine. But that's decent numbers. I'm like, mm, like, I'm putting on a meet at the end of October and I'm going to have him lifting it. <laughs> I'm like, we got a shot. He hit a triple at 110 and three plus one, clean a jerk. He missed a jerk at 140, but he'd have got it on the first. I'm like, you yeah, know, given that you only been back for about five or six weeks, I'm like, another two months, we might be able to do something. Yeah. If things pan out with him, we might go to AL Finals, but that's Colorado. It's just, oh, these meets this year all on the west side of the country. It's just yes, first, first the Packers,
1: yeah, yeah, man. It's a, so see, and meet your on at the end of October. Yep, October twenty third. Oh, sweet, nice. That's that's good. Now I'll have uh, to spread that
0: word. Appreciate it. Yeah, I just solidified that date last night. Oh, nice, awesome, man. Hey, hey, bet. They've been at you. you put all was awesome. That was great. Appreciate it, man. You know, try to keep things running smooth and efficiently. The track coach, me. I'm like, hey, I'm to the next. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, when you So uh, with the athletic lab, some pretty good meets, but they haven't, they've never ran a meet down in years. Since so down with today, We which a new spot. Yeah. And then I went to a few other uh, local meets and men, like just like the difference between the athletic. Athletic lab meets and like those other local meets were so huge that I was like, you no, know, it's hard to find a good, a really good local meet. And then, uh, and, uh, lifting out of dirt, right? that was awesome. That, that, uh, reminded me of the old athletic lab meets. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, definitely. So, yeah, me, me the lifters, they were uh, strong. You had people across the board. It was very time efficient and it just rolled. So, uh, it was great. So, now, awesome, man. Well, what about are own personal training? So, what's the next steps
0: up for you? I can feel, man. I'm old. I'm just trying to <laughs> just trying to maintain, stay healthy. I'm a weight class. You at 109. Okay. If I really was clear about my nutrition and being active a little bit more, I'd probably be a heavier one hundred two in real life. But you know, at this point, with where I'm at, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, from 109. We got Masters Nationals coming up next April, and I really like to try to qualify for Worlds, which is next December for Masters. So, that's kind of the big goal that I've got on my mind is trying to qualify for Worlds next year. That that's awesome. So like what's the total needed to get into there? Got to be like the top 10 your age, and then you got to get an invite. So I think I'm going to have to, if I really want to get there, I'm going to have to be at least out of 290 295 total. Okay. I tore, so I tore my Achilles two years ago, and I've been coming back from that. So my best since tearing my Achilles is 275 or something like that. Left. Yeah. In count, I've hit some higher numbers in training, but no one cares unless you do it on the platform. Yeah. So so yeah, so I got no. I can do it. Just need to keep grinding, keep putting in the work, and put it together when it matters. Yeah, hey, man.
1: Awesome, man. Well, I look forward to following that journey, Red uh, See you out there. So yeah, man. Because it's, I I think it's crazy. I mean, like thirty five and thirty five plus is it's masters, but dude, you I mean you're still stronger than than uh, than a lot of the upper athletes. You know so. Yes. <laughs> So, but also, awesome, man, so like, now, if someone wants to, let's find you guys. All right, Bar- Barbell and Sprinkles. Oh.
0: How can someone find you guys to call what's with the pretty awesome group? Well, we're on Instagram. Instagram handle is Barbells and Sprinkles. They can reach out, or well, they can message me on Instagram, reach out through Instagram, obviously. You can go to our website, which is also com. You can also reach out through um, the gym that we're at, CrossFit Brave. They've been great to us. They can also reach out through them, through their website, and get in touch with us. So, Awesome, man. Awesome. So, now, last thing, what's on uh, your uh, training uh, for the day? Today? What is today? Thursday? Kind of. I lifted two days in a row, so we'll see how my body feels after I get out this chair. <laughs> I probably front squat at some point this week. If I haven't got any actual squats this week. um, So, front squat, probably some block work for me. My athletes in the state prep. We got states coming up that second week of August. So, they're in state prep. They'll have, they'll actually have the same thing I got. They got front squats, some block cleans, a little complex. Yeah. Thursday, So, it's the end of the week for them. Yeah, that's what they'll have today. Thanks. Awesome, man. Well, hey,
1: dude, guys, uh, Smitty, thank you so much for joining me, man. It's, it's awesome here, hear about the club, uh, and hear about all the uh, successes you guys are having over there. And so there's so many lifters around it, but yet no one, there's very limited, really good barbell clubs. Yeah. And, and, and I uh, a few of your athletes come all the way from the Hill area. Yeah. And, and uh, so, I mean, it's worth the drive. Like that 20, 20, 30 minutes, if you're looking for a really good, you know, Club to work with a really good program to follow. Guys, check out or check out uh, barbell and uh, sprinkles that are right across the brave. It's super easy to get to right off. Uh, it was a trial Road right there. Yep, Tryon Road, and um get there by one. Jump off forty. Take the toll road. Come on in. and excellent community of lifters. Excellent place. Just make friends and get stronger. So, and then I always think it's so crucial to have somebody out like yourself. We need that. Leading the way, right? So that you can help guide athletes and to making sure like they're training appropriately and being there at these meets with them. You know, I mean, that says a ton about you, right? that you travel to the meets with your athletes and you're helping them be like, okay, like, you got to prep for your lifts this way. We're, we're going to count you down. You got to be at this number. this many lifts out.
0: like That's huge because it helps take a lot of the stress off the athletes. You can get uh, to a lot of those national meets how many of those coaches and those athletes get there and don't have any idea what they're doing. It is, it is dumbfounded. Even when I went to my first meet, I still had an idea. Like I did enough research. Like I had a plan and we did the same thing. You go to some of these meets and these athletes in the back, it's like a brand new day. The coach is a brand new day for them. I'm like, Oh my God. So it's definitely trying to do the same things that you did during practice, during training so, the meats shouldn't be anything different.
1: Yeah. And I've been super blessed. So, my uh, wife is my biggest uh, supporter, and I'm super grateful that she knows her uh, way, way around the barbell. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, I don't know if you saw her, but like, she was my counter. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, she's met from day one, like, like, as soon as we learned how to do it, I'm with her. She's been my counter from the start. So, she's done natural meats. Uh she'll do the finals and go out to Denver in December and away. Okay, nice. Uh she'll be my counter there. And she'll be she'll be wearing our sun around her hip and, and then it's awesome because like she knows she knows me well enough in like how I trade that, that she knows which numbers and like what my jumps are gonna be. Right. So yeah, yeah. But then like uh, that's that's so crucial, man. But if I didn't have have her, I'd have to have someone like yourself. Because giving it alone
0: is like You can only focus on so many things when you're at the meet. Yes, it is hard. I've done it. And at some means it's it's hard.
1: Yeah. So, but hey, Smitty, Ben, thank you so much for uh, coming on. I look forward to seeing your athletes thrive and grow and see if the meet's coming up. I'll make sure to spread the word. All right. Uh, Meet me on October 23rd, correct? Correct. All right. So, and then, man, in the show notes, I'll make sure to put everything the way that people can get in touch with you on t- that uh, dear. And, man, it's so thankful for being able to wake up and finally connect. And, you, man, thank you. Awesome, guys. So, guys, thank you so much for coming in or for uh, listening to us chat today on the Move with Tank podcast. Smitty. super strong guy awesome coach make sure you check him out over at barbells and sprinkles and guys we'll see you next time see ya
2: okay guys thanks for listening to the podcast today i hope you found the content useful and i hope it helps you avoid an unneeded surgery uh, or an unneeded injection in the future Now, in practice, my goal is to save 1 million active individuals from the unneeded surgeries, injections, and pain meds that they don't need while helping them stay active and performing the activities that they love to do. Now, guys, I cannot reach that many people all by myself. I really need your help. So if you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your friends, with your families, or with anyone who you feel really needs to hear it. By doing so, you may just save that person from an unneeded surgery or injection that they really do not need. If you're not following me yet on social media, find me on Instagram at Dr. Tank underscore DPT and on Facebook at Ground to Overhead Physical Therapy. Thanks for listening to the show today, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to Seeing you guys here again next time on the Move With Tank podcast.